You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to another edition of From the Podium, a new podcast by Arrowhead Pride. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief over at ArrowheadPride.com, and we're wrapping up day one of Chiefs Mandatory Minicamp. Mandatory Minicamp runs Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you're listening to this right now, it is Tuesday night. And we had the opportunity to hear from three Kansas City Chiefs on Tuesday, the first being starting right guard Laurent DuVernay-Tardif, the second being cornerback Kendall Fuller, and the third being linebacker Anthony Hitchens. DuVernay-Tardif was the first to speak to the media, and we'll go right to the tape to hear from your starting right guard. Are you feeling feeling pretty good, 100% normal, ready to get going? Oh yeah, it's good to be back out there with the guys and and work out and work on my stuff. And uh, so far it's been pretty good to... uh, get back in the swing of thing and get back to the rhythm of like good cadence and technique and stuff and work out with the guys. Right, can you just bring us back to, to last year, just uh, sort of the timeline for your injury and just how hard it was maybe being healthy and not being able to play those games? Oh, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, you know, um, when I had surgery, they told me like anywhere between 8 to 12 weeks and uh, I knew it was going to be tight and, and I gave everything, you know, pushing the limit every day in order to try to come back. And uh, I was short a little bit, you know, I, I got activated, I think, uh, the Seattle week. And it took me a little too long to, to get back in shape. So, of course, you want to play, you want to contribute to the team. But uh, it's just good to be back now and, and be in good shape now. And, you know, with the whole offseason to rehab myself, I feel pretty good now. Could, could you have gone, you think, 100% in the AFC five, or you still just I mean, I could have been functional, for sure. 100%, I think, would have been maybe a reach. Or stretch, the reach. Did you feel real close though? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course you're like, you're a, a competitor, so you want to play. You know, you want to contribute to the team and help. So uh, it, 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 I, I struggle a little bit, you know, not being able to go back on the field. But at the same time, I understand coach's decision. So do you feel like you're at 100% now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say it one more time. I feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so serious. The stereotype is that doctors are often though the, the worst patients. So I mean, <laughs> was it was it difficult for for you to to follow? No, I think uh, I think it was actually it, it was my first experience, you know, being on the other side of the uh, patient physician relationship. And uh, even though it's kind of hard, I think you learn a lot. And uh, I think I'm going to be a better physician because of that. You know, you you, you learn how to cope with the the psychological challenge of being injured, and uh, uh, I think I'm going to grow as a human and as a future physician. What did you do in the off-season related to being a doctor? Were you still working in the emergency room? What were you doing? Well, so now that I graduated, I still have residency to go through. I want to do emergency medicine, uh, but I was kind of in the gray zone because I didn't start the official program. Uh, so I did a few shifts, uh, night shift in, in like a community hospital. Uh, not trauma center in order to to stay in touch with my knowledge and and try to stay up to date uh, but i didn't start residency per se that's my plan for next off season well, wiley did a nice job for y'all in, in right guard and getting that rookie of the year mm-hmm. how good was that to see and how do you think now that he's transitioned to left guard uh, I, uh, I mean wiley is a tremendous athlete this uh 
he's bringing good energy and good chemistry to the group, and uh, it's been really nice to see him grow as a player. And uh, and of course, I think what we want as a unit is that the best guys out there and, and, and create that competition so we can all get better and I think that's what's happening right now and it's just uh, it's been fun so far uh, we, we all know what's at stake but at the same time we're all having fun together which is great I know you guys don't have ties on right now but what is it like kind of Well, I mean, even though we don't have pads on, we can still get a lot of work done, and I think that's what we're doing right now. You know, working on technique, good hands, uh, learning to like share space in the middle with with Austin. I never had the chance to play with Austin, so it's uh, we're, we're kind of building that chemistry right now, building that 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 footwork to make sure that we can uh, share space and, and be at the right spot at the right moment. And uh, it, it's this is great, 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 great uh, work speci specifically for Oline. So what is it like working with Austin after so many years of Oh, it's good. It's good. It, it's different. I, I think like you, you learn the strength and the weakness of everybody and, and uh, you kind of go from there and uh, uh, building that, that chemistry and that relationship with all the players and, and being able to communicate. You know, it's uh, what's great with Austin is that you can go talk to him in, in between plays, in between drives and just like, okay, how would you approach this? Like, uh, what, are, what have you have done differently? What can, what can I do better to make you better? So uh, this is great and I think we're really going to grow as a, uh, a middle three uh, with, with uh, Andrew, uh, um, Austin and myself in the middle. What did you learn from watching from up above? Like, you know, you always go back and watch film and you see the cutups and all that stuff, but you watch a game live. Did you, what were you watching specifically? Did you learn anything from being up there kind of watching the offense work from a different perspective? Uh, yeah, 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 I mean, you, you, you're so up, that, up there that it's, it's hard to see, like, the, the technique of individual player, but it's great to see, like, the, the shift and motion and formation, and you really realize how it can mess up with the defense and the read and the responsibility of everybody. So I think uh, even though you're up there and you cannot contribute to the team, you still learn and you still pay attention to the game, and uh, you, you get a few things that you can put in your back pocket and hopefully use on the field on Sundays. I feel like... Last year, Larry, you were kind of ahead of most of the guys on the team in terms of projecting how good Patrick could have been last year. And obviously, knowing what he did, what are you seeing this time around going through sort of the OTAs, the mini camps, understanding that he has obviously more of a command of the offense than he does? Oh, yeah. Pat, I mean, I think Pat uh, showed us last year that he was really, you know, athletic and, and really good vision of the game and, and really good arm strength and precision. And I think now this year, what really impressed me is, is his ability to be a, an awesome leader. You know, uh, right from the get-go, he was like, "Okay, we get like we're gonna get this thing this year." And, and being able to like rally everybody behind him and, and, and lead by example, and that's that's really what you want to see as, as a quarterback. And, and I think for us as O-line men, uh, you want to protect and, and, and strain your gut to finish every play for a guy like that. And everything has changed on the other side of the ball since you were last playing and active. What are you seeing from the defensive line? Oh yeah, no. Every a lot of new face and also a, a new scheme. So so for us, it's really good work because you know all the the install. It's new stuff that you never really saw. You know, you got to go back and look at the Giants game from two years ago to get a feel for what they're gonna do. So it's uh, it's good work for us. Uh, it makes us communicate better, uh, and 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 you got to really work and watch the film in order to be able to anticipate what's coming. So it's uh, it's great work for us, and I think. On, a, on, on an individual standpoint, the guys are really bringing it. You know, it's the by far the most uh, competitive and, and fast and furious uh, OTA we had so far, even though it's no live contact. Again, again, 
and yeah, no live contact, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just uh, Frank Clark specifically, this is a new player that fans haven't really got to see, just what have you made of Frank Clark? Uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's always on the left side, but he's a tremendous athlete, so fast. And, and I had a, a chance, so I don't even know if it's a chance to block him twice so far. And it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty impressive what he's able to do with his hand, make you believe that he's going one way and then the other. Really slippery and athletic guy. Slippery. Slippery. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Question: um, Is this offense able to evolve to another level when you have a league MVP of more than 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns? You think, what can you possibly do better? But everyone's talking about how if the league makes adjustments, this team will be different because you're evolving. So what are you evolving? What do you see that's a step up from the great things that happened last year? I mean, when you look at last year, the way we started the season and the way we ended the season was really different in terms of scheme and strategy. And, and I think you have to grow as a team, as a unit, if you want to get better and, and, and keep like having that edge against other defenses. So that's what we're working on right now. Of course, we're throwing a bunch of new scheme in there. The coach are doing an awesome job of like trying to rep different scheme to get us ready uh, for uh, uh, game planning every single team we're going to face this season. And so far, uh, the, the work has been excellent, it's, and it's nice to get those new concepts in, and, and I think it's really going to help us down the road. So that was Chief starting right guard Laurent Dubonnet-Tardif, and I want to make the point that this is part of the reason why I love from the podium and the concept behind it, because you hear the question, look, you're a doctor, you're a guy with a medical degree. Here you are last year, you get a broken fibula, you have to be the patient, and you heard in the length of LDT's laugh just how funny of a concept that was to him. Again, I mentioned the broken fibula. Larry was out for an extended period of time last year, and Chiefs were rushing him back to be ready for the playoffs. They weren't able to get him to 100%. You heard me ask that question, could you have been 100% for the AFC title game? Larry said that would have probably have been a reach. Andrew Wiley instead started at right guard. He did a great job for the Chiefs last year, won the Mackley Hill Award, the Rookie of the Year. Cam Irving ends up starting at left guard, and I'm not trying to single out Cam Irving here, but Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game takes four sacks. Doesn't mean it was all Irving's fault, but still, you think about that a little bit because the game came down to one possession. If LDT had been in, who knows what happens. Again, you can't assume that the Chiefs win the AFC title game, but that is there. Fast forward to this year, the Chiefs have reinserted LDT into the right guard position. Andrew Wiley is now left guard. Mitch Moore signs the Richest contract in the NFL for a center. He goes to the Buffalo Bills. So Andrew Ryder is now in at the center position. And I think it's comforting the Chiefs fans to hear that confidence in LDT's voice in that center three. You, of course, have Mitch Schwartz at right tackle and Eric Fisher rounding out the offensive line at left tackle. But this is a group who's confident, and they're going to have to be because they're protecting the most valuable player in the National Football League in Patrick Mahomes. They need to be a solid unit. And I think Chiefs fans, at least from this press conference, have to feel good about what they have going along the offensive line. All right, let's keep it moving. We'll go back to the podium with cornerback Kendall Fuller. You guys who have been here before are just doing something new, lots of new players, but how difficult is this defense? Uh, it's, not, it's not too, too difficult. You know, a lot of, at the end of the day, it's football. You do a lot of the same things. Definitely a different, you know, different techniques and, you know, different things coach might ask you to do, but, you know, you just... You work on it every day. You try not to make the same mistake twice, and day after day, you just keep on getting better, keep on getting a better feel for it. So as a group, we're getting better. So how difficult would it be for someone who's out like Chris Jones, who hasn't been here, who hasn't been part of it? Is it going to be hard for somebody to catch up who hasn't been through all this? I mean, he'll, he'll go through the same phase as us. You know, he'll get better at it. You know, just like when we hit training camp, we're still going to have to get better at it. You know, everybody's going to start from day one. 
and uh, you know, once we once we hit day one, we'll go to day two, and we'll start with the basics, just like just from from everybody else's stance. When you were when you were going through the draft, you know, did you hear me? Um, I don't think so. He told me a story about he met with my brother, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I didn't. Right. What what has been your initial impressions of him getting the oxygen on? Yeah, I love him, man. Just that fire, you know. He wants to compete. He wants to see see everybody get better, see everybody do well. Um, you know, just as on on the field, of course, but also off the field. You know, he wants to see guys mature, see them, you know, do good off the field. And, you know, for sure, he, he asks a lot of us on the field and, uh, you know, pushes us and motivates us every single day. Good you know, energy. You know, how's your uh, hands? Yeah, um, it feels good. I kind of made a joke with myself yesterday. I was able to put my pads on and stuff by myself. So, um, <laughs> That was the first time I've done that in a while, so I think that was a good test for me. But other than that, I haven't felt it. It's been feeling good. Do you think you'll feel 100% by training camp? Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Going back to something that, that Karen had, had touched on, just are the DBs feeling maybe a little bit more pressure to step up their, their game because Chris is not here and you don't know how long he's, he's going to be out? Um, Nah, for us, you know, we just worry about our group. You know, if I, if I try to worry about what, what Chris is doing or anybody else is doing up front, you know, that's that's going to limit me from what I'm doing. So, you know, each group, you know, you cut your own grass, do what you can do to, to, to help the defense and help the team. What people like with the adjustment with Matthew and Thornhill and all those guys and stuff, how are you guys going to all It's been fun, man. Right, right now we're just really just learning each other, um, you know, seeing, seeing what they like, what they don't like, you know, the pace, um, seeing what they see on the field and things like that. So it's just been fun. You know, just learning about each other on and off the field, and just you know, just trying to trying to build that group together. You just have the potential and the physical nature that Travis can play with on the outside. What do you tell a guy who got a taste of it last year, particularly in the playoffs, yeah. or year two, when you know project the starter? Uh, I mean, he's just going to get more confidence. You know, once you, especially when you get that whole off season is just work and grind. You know, you just get more confidence in what you do. You work on a lot of your weaknesses, and uh, you know, I think that's a. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun to see him make a big jump. Looks like the shot real and it was close to playing with you guys last year. Now to have him out here at OT's in minicamp, what's it like playing with you guys? Uh, it's been fun, man. Just like a lot of the things, he, he knows how I am. I know how he is. Um, you know, he, he knows I'm going to communicate well with him. So just knowing, kind of already having that, that comfort of knowing, you know, what each other like, what each other see, um, you know, strengths, weaknesses, and things like that. So it's definitely been fun. How much were you trying to recruit him to, to come to Kansas City? Um... I'm not the biggest recruiter, um, just because I think going back at it, when I was coming out of high school, all my brothers were at Tech, and they didn't say anything to me about going to Virginia Tech. So I kind of just don't recruit, but I was definitely excited. Gave them a phone call once it actually happened. What's it been like as far as just learning your new position coaches and that group and getting your right together? Yeah, like I said, it's been fun, man. Just like you said, learning how we are on the field, of course, but also just getting to know each other off the field. You know, Coach Merrick, Coach Sam, they've been welcoming. Um, you know, trying to get all of us together just to build that camaraderie. So it's been fun. It's going to be a fun year. You, uh, you, uh, you changed numbers just went behind that and what was the 29? For me, it was my favorite number growing up was 11. That's why I switched to 29 when I was in Washington. Um, I enjoyed wearing 23 just off my brother having it, but I also didn't like it that he had it. Um, and it was also tough just I know they were upstairs kind of fighting on what they wanted to do with it. But I think I think the NFL as a whole, I think they've been trying to like cut back on the number 
of jerseys that's been retiring and things like that. So uh, I definitely know, especially in this community, the responsibility that comes with it. But it's definitely fun. Gonna be fun wearing it, having it on, and uh, looking forward to it. There's a lot of 29s out there already. Right, the Chiefs fans already have a bunch of 29. Say it again. Chiefs fans already have a bunch of 29. Yeah, they are. Everybody gonna be. They everybody gonna be walking around with a 29 jersey the rest of their life. <laughs> and that's just. Man, I haven't, man. I, uh, I know me and Drop, we've been talking, we've been trying to get in touch with him. But, uh, you know, I definitely I, I definitely reached out to him, um, reached out to him and 50. And, uh, you know, it's, that's just, I think once you kind of get in the league, you know, you start building relationships with guys where, you know, you, y'all not may not always talk every single day, but it's just one of those brotherhoods where whenever y'all do talk, whenever y'all do see each other, it's always love, so. You talked about having certain responsibilities with wearing that number. Just what specific responsibilities? Uh, I mean, just what it means to the community. What EB has done here, you know, for years, um, and just that that impact that he's had. And uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, sure, a lot of people for the rest of their life when they think of the 29, you know, especially here in Kansas City, they're going to think EB. And uh, you know, I think that's just that's what's fun about sports. You know, it might be. You know, y'all might be thinking about 29, you're going to always think EB. And then it might be somebody who has a kid who they think same number. It could be somebody else. And that's just the, the fun thing about sports. And then you, a couple more, guys. Uh, there was some talk last year, to put it one way, that there was a lot put on the corners. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering if whether it's personnel that's changed with the safeties or the scheme. Do you have an idea yet? I know it's early, but do you have an idea of how that might be different, if it's going to be different? Um... I mean, I think just our base, I would say our base coverage isn't specifically man here, but, you know, right now it's too too early to tell. You know, a lot of people, you know, they, they talk about certain stuff, but, you know, a lot of stuff is just game plan. You never know um, week by week things going to change, different coverages and things like that. So right now we've just been working on everything. And then, you know, once you master everything, you know, once you get to the game plans week by week, you'll, you know, key in on certain things. So it's definitely going to be fun. and. You know, we're definitely going to have a variety of coverages that we're going to give, be able to give off of. And I know it's early as OTAs um, in for a minicamp, but it does seem like this staff's going to have you sliding into the slot. you content to continue doing that? And, you know, I know you're considered one of the best slot corners in the league, so just content on continuing that role with this new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, slot for me has always been fun. You know, I think it's a, it's a position where, you know, it's hard to really play at a high level just because the, the different challenges that face it. And uh, you know, I'm looking looking forward to getting back in there to to, to play at a higher level I did last year. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's a plan plan in there. It's a challenge weekend and week out. I mean, any position really. And once you get to this level, it's a challenge weekend and week out. So it's definitely going to be fun. Have, you have I talked to Chris? Um, I have not talked to Chris. Nah, I mean we just we just respect other guys' opinions. You know, they we know they're looking out. You know, they're going to always look out for their best interests. You know, I'm sure Chris has been talking to the team and things like that. But, you know, I think as players in the locker room, you kind of just stay out of it, let stuff play out. And, you know, once he gets back in, it's open arms. Welcome him back in. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So that was cornerback Kendall Fuller, and I found a number of things to be interesting about that press conference, and I'll just run through them, and I'll start with a question I asked. I wanted to just make sure his wrist was 100%, and he said it still is, is coming around, but by camp, which is five or six weeks from now, he should be fully ready to go. Another thing I had noticed about Fuller through both OTAs and the first day of mandatory minicamp is that the Chiefs are still sliding him into the slot. And so I just wanted to see how he's feeling about keeping that position despite them making a few changes at the cornerback position, saying goodbye to Steve Nelson, who is now a Pittsburgh Steeler, and hello to Bashad Breland. And you got to like Fuller's answer. He wants to be one of the better players in the slot in the league. He noted and was honest about how difficult that is, but you like that he's willing to work day in and day out to improve at that slot cornerback position. And I don't know, if you're a fan of the Chiefs, you got to love that. Another thing, especially if you're a fan of the Chiefs that you have to love, is that he realizes the responsibility that comes with wearing the Chiefs' number 29 jersey. This may be news to some. Fuller switched jersey numbers from 23 to 29. Armani Watts is now wearing Fuller's old number, 23. But again, Eric Berry meant so much to this Kansas City Chiefs community. I think a lot of people will always think of the number 29 and associated with Eric Berry. And Fuller could have said, listen, this isn't a big deal. But numbers in football mean a ton to these guys. And he's not taking it lightly. And he, and he makes a good point. There's going to be some little kids, some little Chiefs fans in the red and gold this season who will fall in love with the game and will only know him as a number 29. And, and again, that is a cool thing about sports. And I, it's cool to see that he looks forward to representing the number. And lastly, wasn't afraid to address Chris Jones. He did basically say that's his business, but he's confident in Jones whenever Jones does show up that he will be able to absorb the defense, and that is a good thing. Let's go back to the podium now for linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Hi, Hitch. Hello, how you doing? Hey, I want to ask you, how difficult is this defense? Uh, it's not difficult at all, actually. It's uh, very slim, um, not much, but once you get it down, you know, everyone can play fast, and it's, it's simplified. Everyone has single gaps um, from the first day to the last day. We just learning and learning and learning and a lot of guys should better play fast including myself uh, this year with, with the new scheme and things like that so. so learning a new scheme with a new language and just some basics how difficult is it for somebody or is it going to be for chris jones who hasn't been here at all and he's going to walk into training camp maybe with a whole new language is that going to be difficult uh he's a smart guy uh, i'm not going to get into much of what chris and whatnot but uh he's a smart guy and training camp is four or five weeks um he should be able to get it down by then. Um, but the guys that's here, uh, we're just going to keep building and uh, just become a better uh, football team. How does it feel to you? Like, how, how do you fit in this game? you feel very comfortable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very similar to what I've uh, been playing in my first four years in Dallas. Um, a lot of over, a little bit under. 
uh, 4-3 defense. So I'm um, very similar uh, situation, just different terminology and different uh, names and different coverages. But for the most part, it's it's a 4-3 four, four, under, over that I'm very comfortable with. So Did you get ever really felt 100% comfortable last year? Uh, there was a pluses and minuses. It was new and everything like that. And it was last year. I really don't want to speak on that. It's over with. Um, I'm here for this year and just trying to be the best player I can be this year. Specifically, how does this scheme play your strengths? Do you think it's personally just that as a player? Yeah, it just it lets you run free a lot. Um, covered up by three technique for most of the down for uh, for the wheel linebacker, what I'm playing, and uh, less thinking, and you, can, you just get out there and run. You play another guy from Dallas, Andy Wilson. What's it like? How, how are you guys developing chemistry out here? Yeah, uh, he was, I mentored him a little bit in Dallas. Or, uh, for my three years with him there, um, and you know, Vichy and him asked me about him, and I told him all good things. He's here. He's doing a good job. Coaches love him. Uh, he's one of those guys that runs to the ball. He just don't stop. So, uh, you know, excited to be able to play with him again, and he's going to be able to help our team out a lot. Was there anything that you took from your Yeah, it's just patience um, and willing to learn and be open. Um, there's there comes times where it's like, ah, oh, I've been doing this all my life this way. You got to be open, uh, willing to learn, and uh, being going in six years in the NFL, most guys learn more than one scheme or change schemes uh, within the year. So I'm just blessed to be, you know, going into my sixth year and be able to learn a new system, um, take advantage of it, uh, and in my eyes, it's going to be my best year yet. Lots of new faces that are coming on the defense. Just how are you guys all kind of putting it all together? Yeah, we're just, just building. Uh, you just do that by practicing and being here and learning from each other and working hard and uh, building this trust and this foundation we're trying to, you know, start. Have you gotten a lot of one-on-one time with back? Yeah. throughout the course of some of these practices. Yeah, there's, there come times where he pull, just pull guys out of meetings and just, just talk. Does he want to get to know his players and coaches? He do it with coaches, too. Um, and you know, just just trying to learn each other. You got to learn how to coach the man, coach coach the player, and uh, I think he's doing a great job with that. Uh, he came in from the first day and had his rules and the standards set, and he hasn't let off on them. So uh, we only have, you know, we're only going to improve with the, with, the, with the mentality of this defense. What is that, what is that like as a veteran when a guy comes in and has individuality instead of not just the whole unit as it is? Yeah, uh, it's just you know he's. He's a leader. He's a leader. To, he's a leader to our defense and leader to our team. So he comes in like that. Everyone eyes open. Like, okay, we got to listen to this guy. You know, he knows what he's talking about. He's been there. So you know, we just listening to him and working hard, and everything will pay off. Kendall was saying, at least at this point, that basically the secondary just has to focus on what the secondary is doing. Can't worry too much about what the front seven is mm-hmm. doing. You kind of have that mentality in the linebacker core. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, me as a linebacker, I need to focus on everyone. Um, I'm, I'm the guy with the green dot getting everyone lined up. Um, and I need to know what the secondary, the guys behind me doing, the guys up front, and the guys next to me. So uh, just being a veteran and being a middle linebacker, uh, I'm out there trying to learn every position. So uh, it takes a little more studying, but, you know, I signed up for it. We had a little 2-1-2 uh, two two time. You and Reggie with House and Rick Reed earlier today. Just what was the emphasis there that you guys were working on? Yeah, we we work on uh, all the men, mental and gymnastics throughout the practice and throughout the day. And uh, every day we, we practice on something different, and you just pick a technique or something to get better on. And today was a, was a hot dropper, which is you know someone dropping to a blitz or to a pressure side, 
uh, just be over the footwork and being able to catch and to, to, once they catch it, make the tackle. So just little things like that. What do you like about um, Matthews' coaching style? I like the energy he brings every day, uh, and he never lets up. Uh, he, he's definitely an alpha, and we need more guys like that. So uh, uh, he, he has a lot of energy, and he's also a veteran. He's been he's been in the league, been in DC, so he he knows a lot about football. So it's going to be good. You mentioned the simplicity of this defense and, and how it's not been hard to pick up. You're going through all the reps on mm -hmm. the mental gymnastics and everything. It, with the this different schemes you've been in, is this unique? What's Spagnuolo's doing and, and simplifying things with one gap and all that? Is that unique to your experience? Does that make it easier at this point? Uh, yeah, I just think it's different. Um, Every every coordinator is different. Some coordinators think if you keep it simple, everyone plays fast, you know, get to the ball. Some coordinators like to trick it up on third down and first down. So um, he's he's a simple guy. Everyone knows what you're gonna get. Pressures uh, and keeps it simple. So uh, for me, simple or hard, either way, I gotta get it down and learn it. So um, so either way, I'm willing to learn. So yeah. We're trying to understand the system with the Reggie last year. Mm -hmm. Understanding that that was a new role for you. Um, with it being simple, how do you see this defense relying to not only you but to Reggie, given the fact that you guys are lining up yeah, side by side, but in a whole different uh, Yeah, setting. yeah, simple is good for a lot of players, uh, good for a lot of coaches. You know exactly you know who's right and who's wrong. It's no, uh, well, he could have did this, that. It was like, okay, you have the A-gap, we got the A-gap. So it's, it's simplified. So when we go to watch film and we go to get better, I don't need the coach behind me uh, watching film with me. I know, okay, I had the A-gap, I didn't have the A-gap on that play. So it's, it's, it's very simple in that way, and we can correct ourselves on the field. We can correct ourselves by watching film on our own. It's not it's not too complicated. So I just think that right there will make us improve so much more, you know, as a defense. Uh, not have to go back and you know watch film as a group. You can just do it on your own, on your own time, and then just ask questions when you get in the next day. So that's Chiefs linebacker Anthony Hitchens, and I got to give him a ton of credit here. He was never negative about 2018 and playing in the 3-4 and Bob Sutton's scheme, but he was so ultra-positive about being in the 4-3 that you could really hear in his voice that there was a little bit of frustration last year, and he's grateful to now be in this 4-3, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think, and it was a little bit obvious, that he played up to his own standards last year and you could get a little more confident in what he might be able to do in the 4-3 from this press conference I really like the idea of him taking the reins you heard someone ask do you only care about your position group and he goes no I'm a linebacker I have to focus on everyone I'm wearing the green dot I signed up for this just inviting accountability and you might have heard me ask a question about him and what he was doing with Reggie Ragland and linebackers coach Matt House. I noticed early on in the practice when other guys were running through special teams drills that Ragland and Hitchens and House and assistant linebackers coach Britt Reed were working together uh, with some pads. And again, you, you hear they're going through you know, a little bit of mental repetitions of, of what they have to do this year. There just is a different feeling among this defense. I, I, I can't describe it any more to you than saying y you feel it and there's a new identity and there needed to be and it'll be exciting to see how this team develops moving forward. 
That'll do it for the Tuesday edition of From the Podium. The next podcast you'll see on this channel is the next AP Laboratory. That should be coming sometime midday tomorrow. And that'll be followed by another edition of From the Podium. There'll be episodes Tuesday, today, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week because that is the media availability for the Chiefs. And then From the Podium will take a break for five or six weeks until we get to Chiefs training camp, which I know we all are looking forward to very much. But for tonight... My name is Pete Sweeney. Be sure to keep checking and refreshing HarrowheadPride.com as we update you both on mandatory minicamp and the future moving forward. Thanks for joining me. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.